if you're listening to the part two of this episode, um, I recommend you go to sacapital.ca slash podcast to listen to the first episode and then come back to this one because um, it, it builds on each other. Well, my name is Sean Diemi. Most people know me as Sean, but I prefer Sean if you can pronounce that. <laughs> We're talking about generous giving and tithing. Uh, in today's Christian community, I find that the discussion on tithing and giving can cause division even amongst the most seasoned believers. And what the Bible calls us Christians to do is to give generously instead to the local church and elsewhere. There's lots of ways, again, the Bible is not going to dictate how you use it. And so you've got a lot of freedom to think about it, pray about it. One of my responses was, well, you know what? Um, if you got an inheritance, um, maybe you should, um, you should pay off some of your debt. Wisdom is simply taking knowledge and applying God's word to it, right? Applying, trying to see how God would have you do these things. That's what wisdom is. Thank you for tuning in. You're listening to the Dollar Savvy Podcast. And choose your host, Sean Adeyemi, President and Senior Financial Planner at SA Capital Advisors. Thank you for tuning in. Remember, for archived episodes, visit sacapital.ca slash podcast. Also, we're giving you a chance to win a prize just for listening to this episode. Listen out for the code word and be the first to email podcast at sacapital.ca. And as a segue to that last response, the Bible commands us to be wise stewards and save for a rainy day. The question to Tim was, how do we then balance saving for a rainy day and yet living generously? Um, the Bible does lay upon each of us a responsibility toward our own families, right? So there is a sense in which I'm responsible to provide for my family, even responsible to save toward an unknown future, right? And to to save for that rainy day. On the other hand, the Bible isn't going to command me how to do that or what amount to set aside or, you know, where to, what kind of account to keep it in and all of those sorts of things. So that's where if the Bible doesn't clearly command, I think we just rely on wisdom. And so we think through what is my situation? What is, what is my income? What sorts of benefits does my workplace offer me? Um, is my spouse working or not? All of these sorts of questions. And then we just save accordingly. So, uh, we shouldn't be reckless in our giving, so we have absolutely nothing to, so if we do lose our job or something, now we're dependent upon the church or we're, we're begging. On the other hand, I think we can set aside so much that we can no longer be generous. So perhaps that's just something for um, each person or each couple to think about and pray about, and then simply to trust that God gives wisdom. He gives wisdom sufficient for the challenge before us. So if the challenge is, um, giving versus saving, then pray about it and and read God's Word and trust that He'll give the wisdom we need. When it comes to borrowing from RSPs, credit cards, and refinancing a mortgage in order to give to a godly cause, I've, I've found people do that. And um, our question was, is it okay to acquire debt if it means fulfilling God's call? Like in situations where uh, you truly desire to give, but your current means do not allow you to give, is it okay to go into debt 
to take from your credit card or to pull money from your RSB or to take a home equity line of credit to give to maybe a mission strip or something that's that you believe that you would really like to help with and um, it was a great question and Tim gave us an amazing response well, I guess debt to give to God's cause would be similar to any other kind of debt which is you've got to be very 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 careful in general we should avoid debt and just out of wisdom um, and certainly you should avoid bad debt and if you're in financial planning there's a obviously a big difference between different kinds of debt the debt on a mortgage that is within your means is a whole lot different than uh, credit card debt accrued for purchasing electronics and other things that immediately lose their value so um, giving to the Lord's cause I would caution people against borrowing and certainly never borrow beyond your means to repay on the other hand, if there is a cause and you, and you believe, I don't have the cash right now, but I do really believe, and I've thought this through and prayed this through, and I could give to this over a long period of time, or I could give to this now and pay it back over a period of time, then I don't know that you'll find uh, Scripture saying you cannot. So, again, we're into the, the realm of wisdom here. Generally, wisdom would dictate that that is a bad idea. Uh, living within your means is a very, very good idea. Uh, on the other hand, you know, I think there's there's situations which maybe people would feel the freedom to do that and really feel the desire. I would be super cautious if a church is saying, why don't you? Or if a leader is saying, why don't you mortgage your house and put the money into that? I, I would never, ever imply that to a church or want people to, to think of that. If they came up with it on their own, though, well, then perhaps. The topic of approaching and receiving an inheritance is one that I get um, quite often as well. Should we use it to meet our own needs or make a decision to give away a portion of it? Uh, questions like this, I often look at it from a, a wisdom perspective um, based on the individual circumstances. Uh, there's actually a scenario where um, a client was in a lot of debt. And um, one of my response was, well, you know what? Um, if you got an inheritance, um, maybe you should sh um, you should pay off some of your debt. And, uh, but each situation and each family is different. And so here was Tim's take on, on the topic of inheritance. Yeah, I suppose with an inheritance, I wouldn't be likely to see it a whole lot different from any other form of income. So if you're receiving it over a, a longer period of time, then why not just treat it as income and give away a portion out of generosity and uh, keep the rest and use it for, for good things. If you receive it all at once, um, there, you know, you might have to think through tax implications and so on, what would be wise, what would be um, would be the best bet. Um, but yeah, on the whole, I think just treat it like any other form of income. Be generous with it, but also just see it as money that the Lord has provided for your own needs, perhaps for your own future, for your own rainy day, whatever that might be, your own retirement. I think there's there's lots of ways. Again, the Bible is not going to dictate how you use it, and so you've got a lot of freedom to think about it, pray about it, and to do what you believe is best. I, uh, a little while ago, spent some time with a uh, guy who's, um, his, well, he's in sports, and his life is such that he has a few years to earn a lot of money, and then a very long time where the money will be a whole lot less substantial. 
And so he's really had to work through these sorts of things. Like, how do you live when your career is going to be over by 38 years old or something, at least a substantial part of your career? Well, if I'm giving 10% now of all of this and, um, you know, my income, these millions of dollars right out of the gate, well, then what do I do later on? So he's had to think these things through and apply wisdom and come up with a plan that, that is going to last for his whole life uh, through the high earnings and then what to follow the lower earnings. So I think all of our lives are, are different and nuanced. And so we can apply godly wisdom and see how he uh, directs us through his word. Read the book of Proverbs, read the epistles, read the words of Jesus. You'll find an awful lot to think about when it comes to our wealth, when it comes to our money, when it comes to our giving. Um, wisdom is simply taking knowledge and applying God's word to it, right? Applying, trying to see how God would have you do these things. That's what wisdom is. Um, so that's, that's what God calls us to do, and he gives us wisdom sufficient for the challenges before us. So I get questions from some of my clients with older children on or children who are growing on how they can share their generous living philosophy with their children and how to get them started from, on that journey and from what age. And usually my response is once they really begin to understand what money is and even maybe make some money, uh, it's then it's possible to start introducing the concept of being generous. And um, here was Tim's take on that. Yeah, well, I think as soon as children are old enough to begin to bring in money, uh, then it's good to start to um, train them in giving away a portion of it, to understand that when you earn $100, a portion of that is going to go back to the Lord, or you should give a portion of that to the Lord as a sign of thanks for what he's given, as a sign that it's not really your money anyways, that it's his, he's just given it to you, you're, you're the steward of it, not the owner of it. And so give some back. And, you know, I want to be a little bit cautious there. I'd want to lead my children in that, um, depending on their age. If they were utterly resistant, I might not force them and so on. But I think showing generosity in our own lives, being generous and allowing our kids, you know, I would let my children put the check in the offering plate, that kind of thing, just so they can see we go to church not just to take but to give as well. And um, then to, to lead them in that so that by the time they have jobs, they're starting to earn, and hopefully they understand the importance of generosity and uh, hopefully model something that they now just simply repeat in their own lives. And really that's what parenting is, right? Living godly lives before our children and hoping that they will then live as, as we live or hopefully even better than we live. And Tim can actually be contacted at? Yeah, I blog every day at chalice.com. That's C-H-A-L-L-I-E-S. Dot com. Uh, you'll find lots of articles there, lots of resources, book reviews, YouTube videos that cross a whole range of subjects uh, related to the Christian life. And really what I try to do there day by day is just uh, offer tips and advice and personal reflections on how to live as a Christian in this crazy world. So hopefully people can find that helpful. Well, that was our interview with Tim. Um, he gave us a lot of clarity on this topic, and I'm sure our listeners today can apply some of those things and the wisdom to their lives uh, this wisdom is timeless and i really believe that once we begin to introduce this wisdom into our financial lives um, we can really make a difference as a body of christ in the world that god has places in we can make a lot of difference
thank you so much for listening to the Dollar Savvy Podcast. You can find us at sacapital.ca slash podcast. And you can reach us at 1-888-365-8883, extension 377. Or send us an email at podcast at sacapital.ca. You've been listening to the Dollar Savvy Podcast. I'm your host, Show Adeyemi. Thank you. Madden and Mitchell Media.